0: A lazy boy chair and me don't get along too well, like sitting down and just totally being quiet uh, for weeks upon weeks was very, very tough. But uh, it actually was quite profound what happened. And I did a lot of soul searching, um, knowing that staring adversity straight in the face, what was I going to do to use this as an opportunity to go deep and really stir my soul and think about, hey, am I making a big enough impact in the world? How can I take what other people might seem as like, man, you know, TD is doing all this great stuff, but I honestly felt like I need to be doing more, like that I wasn't fully tapping into my potential and my gifts and what could I do? And I made some really big shifts um, personally and professionally in early 2019 uh, that have really, really been quite profound in on all areas of my life. And, um, you know, here I sit five months later after a partial knee replacement, uh, fully healed, feeling the best I felt in years.
1: Hi, I'm Pete McCall. Welcome to the All About Fitness podcast. That voice you just heard is strength coach and owner of Fitness Quest 10, Todd Durkin. On this episode of All About Fitness, I sat down with Todd Durkin to catch up with him. And the reason why I did, what you heard him talking about was that Todd recently went through something that really impacted his life. At the ripe young age of 47 years old, Todd had a knee replacement. And I say that because we're about the same age. And to me, that's really young to start having parts of your body replaced. We're still out there being active. We're still doing things. On this episode of All About Fitness, it is an absolute blast to catch up with Todd Durkin. Now, I have to warn you, hanging out with Todd is a little bit like drinking espresso from a fire hose. And I mean that in the best way possible. Todd is nothing but a ball of energy. Yo, his fav- One of his favorite sayings, and he has many favorite sayings. One of Todd's many favorite sayings is, how you do anything is how you do everything. On this episode of All About Fitness, I catch up with Todd. We talk about his knee surgery. We talk about a couple projects he has going on. But most importantly, we talk about mindset. We talk about what does it take to be successful. Because look around. Somebody just doesn't pick up a ball, show up at a field, and all of a sudden win a national championship. Somebody doesn't earn a degree from a college, get a job with a company, and three weeks later become CEO, and all of a sudden it's a multi-billion dollar company. The point is success takes work. The only place success comes before work is the dictionary, and Todd is the personification of that. I want you to listen to this interview today because I want you to hear just his level of energy. He brings with it to everything he does. You're going to hear about some of Todd's lows, too. Because it's very easy to look at people like this, very easy to look at people in the, in the public light and say, yeah, they have everything made. Yeah, it's so easy for them. And now, I don't know Todd that well. I mean, we both live here in San Diego. We both run in the same circles. And, and yeah, we, we, we get along well when we're hanging out together. But I don't know that Todd that well. But I have a ton of respect for him. I have a tremendous amount of respect for him because he works his tail off. I see that. Every time I'm in his facility, I want to talk a little bit about that on the outro. So wait till after the interview. I'm going to talk a little bit about Todd's facility. I'm going to talk about a couple other things that makes Todd such a difference maker in our industry. And we're getting to the interview. But first, just a quick word from the sponsors of All About Fitness. First, you can join me, Todd, and other industry leaders at the Idea World Convention in Anaheim, California at the end of June. It's June 26th to 30th, 2019. And it's going to be the most rewarding investment you'll ever make. You can come, join us, interact, connect with the presenters you've always wanted to meet and meet fitness professionals from around the world. If you come to Idea World, you'll get firsthand best practices on powerful and effective training and group programs, groundbreaking movement, nutrition, behavior change, research, and science. You're going to learn how to lead, manage, sell, market, and grow a bulletproof fitness business. You'll be able to master your niche in competitive industry. And most of all, you're going to get fired up. I guarantee that you come to an event like Idea World, you will walk away fired up. Whether you're a trainer, whether you're a fitness enthusiast, if you just like to sweat, come to Idea World 2019. We'll have information down below in the show notes. Listen to the end of the show. As I start to wrap up, I'm going to give you a special discount code that allows you to save off of going to Idea World 2019. Now, if you're looking for the perfect piece of exercise equipment, whether you're at home or in studio, look no further than the TerraCore. Find out why TerraCore is creating buzz all over Instagram. You can jump on it. You can stand on it. You can lie on it. You can do all kinds of killer exercise on it. In fact, Todd Durkin has been using it with his professional athletes, and they love it. Go to www.terracorefitness.com. That's www.terracorefitness.com. Check down below in the show notes for the exact information. You can use code AAF10. That is AAF10 to save 10% on the purchase of a TerraCore. That's TerracoreFitness.com And check out Teracore Fitness on Instagram. That's Fitness on Instagram. And see some of the coolest moves you will ever see. If you're looking for a great piece of strength training equipment or metabolic conditioning equipment, go to Hyperware.com. That's H-Y-P-E-R-W-E-A-R.com. Hyperware.com makes sandbells and softbells. Sandbells and softbells are neoprene weights. You can use them like a medicine ball. They're sandbags. You can attach the softbells. You can attach handles to them. You can make them into a kettlebell, barbell, dumbbells. They provide a wide variety. There's a reason why I pick sandbells and softbells as the tools to feature in smarter workouts. My recent book by Human Kinetics. That's because they work. Go to hyperwear.com. Use code AAF10. That's AAF10 to save 10% on the purchase of any hyperwear product. Now, let's get on to the interview with Todd Durkin. I'm Pete McCall All About Fitness and today catching up with San Diego's own Todd Durkin. Todd, how are you doing today?
0: Doing great, Pete. Thanks for coming into Fitness <laughs> Quest Ten.
1: Hey, man, it's always a pleasure. I, I love coming to your facility. Are people surprised when they walk in here? Because you know you're, you're a well-known strength coach. You have guys coming from all over the country to train with you. Yet you have a very, I would say, intimate location.
0: Yes, they they are always like, what? I thought this was like 100,000 square feet. It's no, it's 8,000 square feet between two facilities. I've got my upper facility, which is I call it the roots. And uh, the roots are 3,000 square feet, and then down here we've got 5,000 square feet. Uh, I call it 5,000 square feet of greatness uh, because we've got about 2,000 square feet of massage therapy, physical therapy, and Cairo, And then about uh, 3,200 square feet of actually training space between our uh, turf field and our, our strength area. So it's, uh, it's certainly not huge, but I like to say it's great.
1: Well, you've been here for a while. Now, when you started, because I want to start talking a little bit about your business, because Mm. you've grown a brand and you're you're well-known, but when you started, Todd, how scary was it when you first opened up your doors? And were you working as a trainer? What Talk us through when you first ran your studio. What was that like when you first opened your studio?
0: It was scary starting out, right? But I often say, is it scarier now or was it scarier then, right? Because... Back then, I had no clients, no money, and no business plan. I'm like, "Hey, let's start a fitness business." Not real smart. Um, and when you talk about you know humble beginnings, it was carpeted floor, refurbished equipment, um, and literally I was scraping pennies together. And I had my beat up old Volvo with the velour hanging down in the in the in the car. And I'd put five dollars of gasoline in the tank because I couldn't have you know I couldn't afford any more. Um, it was scary. I remember driving uh, up Palmer Road here and being scared um, of not of success, of failure. I mean, fail, fear of failure is what drove me in the beginning. And, uh, yeah, fortunately, I, I had three months rent-free uh, to make it. And that was like my three-month window. I was, uh, was going to make make it or break it.
1: Well, now you said now you're kind of a little bit, it, it was scary success. And I was just thinking about that. Because yeah, you're right. When you started out, it's yourself. If it goes under, I mean, okay, yeah, you got to you know you got to dust yourself off and figure out something else. But now you have a whole team that works with you and that you kind of that you're the leader of. Yeah. Is that scary? I mean, now that you've kind of you have some success, is that a little bit more gut wrenching now when you look at that?
0: It's interesting because I think when people look at other people, they're like, sometimes wish, oh, I wish I had the success that he or she had, or, oh, man, it'd be nice to have all of that. And Sometimes I reflect back and how simple life was back then, and it's actually really nice. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, We've got 42 teammates here. I look at that as 42-plus mouths to feed um, yeah. on a regular basis. So with great responsibility um, comes great opportunity, and with great opportunity comes great responsibility. Uh, we serve over 500 clients and members a week. We've got 42 teammates. Um, we do a lot both at Fitness Quest 10 and my corporate side between speaking and writing and, and uh you know everything I do on that side, including my Impact Foundation. But um, you know sometimes if I, I stop long enough, yeah, it's it, it's scary to think, man, I, I can't slow down in the sense of like I can't let anything go. Uh, our systems have to be intact. Uh, we've got to always be operating uh, at our highest level. And um, the thing that drives me honestly is just my vision to impact the world. That's what wakes me
1: up. Well, I want to as as you're talking about this, that's what I want to ask you about is like your how would you take that fear right? Because I think a lot of people out there just motivation in general, mm-hmm. not just starting a business, because you could somebody could be listening to this and thinking, I really need to lose weight, but they're fearful about the pain of making a change. Mm. How did you, when you were starting your business, Todd, and as you've grown it, how have you tapped into that fear and turned it into
0: motivation? Well, having a little fear in your life is actually a good thing. No one likes fear or wants fear or adversity or challenge or setback. Um, but instead of running from that, I like to attack it. I mean, literally like when 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 uh, when I'm looking at like a big vision or a big goal, it kind of gets the juices flowing and it kind of fires you up. So I like to set BHAGs. I like to have big, hairy, audacious goals that like, man, I don't know how the heck I'm gonna do this, but here's my vision. This is what I wanna do. I wanna change the world and people will laugh. I'm like, no, I'm serious. I wanna change the world. But how are you gonna do that? I'm not sure how, I know the why. And then it's like, here's here are some things that I believe are gonna help do that, and those serve as what I call lily pads. Lily pads are jumping pads that help you get from one step to the next. In the beginning, it was opening my doors, and then it was getting Vaughn Parker, who was a San Diego Charger, it was a lineman for the San Diego Chargers, who got me in as a sports massage therapist for the Chargers, who brought in LaDainian Thompson, who brought in Drew Brees, who, uh, you know, then I got 2004 the idea Personal Trainer of the Year Award. These are all lily pads that helped me slowly move up in the field. But what I often say is, you know, Success is paved one small victory at a time. It's the small things. It's working on the weekends. It's working the evenings. Um, I still do that to this day. It's it's the it's the other eight hours per se. You know, if I can get in a good two to four hours of high peak productivity in a day, um, then I can I can really create a, a winning day and a winning week. Winning winning weeks turn into winning months, winning months turn into a winning year. And uh, I believe it's it's that maniacal focus on trying to win the day that will help you achieve. Achieve big things in life. Like, well, how'd you achieve that? It was really being disciplined every single day to do the little things.
1: And that's why, you know, seeing you from a distance, Todd, I mean, I've, I've living in San Diego now for a little bit more than a decade. And we worked with each other a little bit through the American Council on Exercise. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't call us close friends, but I'd call us friends and sure. colleagues. Yeah, yeah. And I have to say, just from seeing you from a distance and seeing how hard you work, I have a tremendous amount of respect for you because you grind, you know, and it's like, and I think people see, and you're right, what is it about about a lot of people where we see somebody like yourself have their success and we're like, oh, he just did, you know, he had it lucky or he had this? What, how much work and how much effort ha- has it taken to get where you are today? And and you don't slow down. I mean, that's the thing that really that really I, I find surprising is that you could sit back and be like, all right, I've done this and put your feet up. But I come in your office here, and you are cranking away, man. You're still, you're still full gore. Yeah. So, like, what, what
0: is it? You, you say you have this goal to change the world. Well, number I'm one, here. I love what I do. I really do love what I do. And you say I grind all the time. And I I, I would say I'm a hard worker. I have also I would also say I've gotten a lot smarter, too, because I allocate my energy at certain times. Um, so certain days of the week, I'm here at the gym, and I'm grinding. I'm training people 15, 20 hours a week still. I'm, I'm working with my athletes and clients. But I'm also taking time um, certain days of the week to actually stay at home and write and to strategize um, and work on what I call my blue sky time, strategizing about life and business, about what I want to do. And I have gotten much better at compartmentalizing life because as a father of three kids – I prioritize that as well, and I do. There are times in my day and in my life where I do turn it off. Um, it's just when I'm on, I'm on, and I'm really focused. And when I'm off, I'm gonna focus on whether it be coaching my kids and and that, or I'm out on a date with my wife. Um, of 18 years So whatever it is I just want to be all into what I'm doing And when I'm here at Fitness Quest 10 I want to be all into it If I'm working on a project I'm going to make sure I turn off my phone I'm going to turn off all notifications I'm going to get a, a good 90 minute focus window Take a 15 minute break Come back and get another 90 minute sprint on that Before I know it I'm 3-4 hours into a project And I mean I think at the end of the day We probably get these like 2-4 to four hour windows in a day Where you could be like really uber productive and, um, you know, the other times maybe we're working, we're training and that. But, like, as far as creating, I think that's how I work in these chunks. That's interesting. And if you don't mind, I'm going to ask you a question about the family for a second because this
1: is interesting. You're, you, you, we talked about the ages of your kids. How active are your kids and, and, and what role have you played in that? Because I, I see this. The reason why I ask this, Todd, I think people that work in our, our business – it's tough for us because we want to set a model for our kids we want to promote we want to help them understand the benefits of being physically active right yet we don't want to force them into it so how have you walked that line to kind of encourage your kids to to get into physical activity and, and just being kids and being active
0: I just walking the talk honestly um, whether it's my kids or anyone else and my clients and members it's just walking the talk I mean a funny story is just uh, last weekend I on a Saturday afternoon wanted to get another workout in so I went to my, my home uh, gym at, at the house and I was getting this workout in and you know I, I, I went old school and, I, <laughs> and I, I put my old school arm blaster on and I was just having fun with a little arm farm workout well, the next day, I saw my 14-year-old son in the gym doing the exact same workout. <laughs> he saw me on Instagram stories posting that. He saw that, and he's doing it. And I think, you know, kids will watch what you do. They, they, they'll they listen, but they're going to watch what you do. Um, you know, my son Luke, who's 16, uh, I, last year in 2018, calculated I did 360 hours, 360 hours of volunteer Coaching at his high school between strength and conditioning and between uh, being the quarterback coach at the high school, 360 hours. And I thought about that. I'm like, wow, that's about eighty four thousand dollars I lost in yeah. revenue at Fitness Quest Ten because many days during football season or in the summer, I'm I'm checking out at three o'clock now and coaching till seven eight o'clock. And then I'm going to watch video, yeah, video of the, of the defenses we're going to be playing. I'm like, wait a second. How to become like a part-time or now full-time, you know, football coach as well? I absolutely love it, and I would not replace that for anything because I know these windows as a father um, are small on that stuff. So it's really like, hey, if I'm going to take 360 hours uh, a year and put into coaching my kids... Um, I'm going to make sure those other hours I'm working, I am completely dialed in and focused on the most important things. And one of my uh, productivity tips I'd say is always ask yourself, what's the most important thing I can do with my time right now? Every day I ask myself that question. What's the most important thing I can do with my time right now? And the, the discipline to do the thing that's most important now is important. When you put your big rocks first, when you eat that frog first, and not do the things you want to do first, because usually the things you want to do and that you need to do aren't the same thing, <laughs> right? So you got to do the things that you need to do first.
1: Yeah, and I, I think that's an important thing to put out there. <laughs> now, what I want to ask you about, too, I mean, with the productivity, you just went through something you know pretty that, that had an impact you know, to use your word, to have an impact on your life significantly. What happened last fall in November and, and what what kind of led up to that?
0: Mm. Yeah, I, I honestly had one of the biggest challenges of my life um, physically. You know, for the last 11 years, I, I've had a, a, a really bad knee and it progressively got worse. It started with a football injury back in the day. Um, I had a surgery in 2007 on my medial meniscus. Um, the last three years were... A lot of pain and I'd go every 90 days I'd go to my physiatrist and I would get shot up with cortisone and rooster cartilage and highland cartilage and anything else that could keep me on stage and keep me active with my athletes and clients and doing what I do maintaining my lifestyle and uh, last August August of 2018 I had a trip over to Russia I got back from Russia I got off that plane it was the I think it was the 52nd 52nd trip of my year and I got off that and I was here at Fitness Quest 10 and all of a sudden my knee buckled. And I was like, what is that? Well, that knee buckled four more times that day with the fifth time being on the sideline of the football game. And I was like, this isn't good. The next day my knee blew up like a watermelon. I couldn't walk for a couple of days. So what am I doing? I'm, I'm icing it thinking, it'll go down, I'll be fine. It never, it never got well again. And uh, I went to my orthopedic surgeon and I knew I was a candidate for a uh, knee replacement, but I kept saying to my head, like, man, I'm not old enough I was to get saying, a knee not, replacement. You're nowhere near like, old. Right? Enough like, I'm not old. I mean, that was that was the head trash I had on my own head. Like, man, I, I'm not old enough to, to get a knee replacement. There's no way. And I'm tough enough to, you know, suck yeah. this up and get through it. Well, I was on crutches for three months. And um, after some serious soul searching and talking to my wife and praying about it, um, I decided it was time to um, try to recap. My health and get out of pain that I was in for the last three years and the last three months. And in November, I had a partial knee replacement of my right knee. And um, it was some of the most difficult days and weeks of my months, days and weeks and and even months of my life um, in November, December and early January into 2019 that uh, forced me physically and spiritually to go as deep as I've been in a long time. Because Um, sitting in a lazy boy chair, (laughs) a lazy boy chair and me don't get along too well, like sitting down and just totally being quiet, uh, for weeks upon weeks was very, very tough. But, uh, it actually was quite profound what happened. And I did a lot of soul searching, um, knowing that staring adversity straight in the face, what was I going to do to use this as an opportunity to go deep and really stir my soul and think about, hey, am I making a big enough impact in the world? How can I take what other people might seem as like, man, you know, TD is doing all this great stuff, but I honestly felt like I need to be doing more, like that I wasn't fully tapping into my potential and my gifts and what could I do? And I made some really big shifts um, personally and professionally in early 2019 uh, that have really, really been quite profound in on all areas of my life. And, um, you know, here I sit five months later after a partial knee replacement, uh, fully healed, feeling the best I have felt in years. I'm fired up for, you know, doing everything I'm doing in 2019. I've already had multiple trips. I'm taking great care of my body. Um, and I'm just very, very thankful and grateful for not only my medical team, but just my health right now is uh it's just I'm pain-free and I'm feeling great again.
1: Well, let's talk because one of the reasons why – because when I saw that post like after you, after you had the surgery, I, I immediately was struck, Todd, because I know a little bit about your athletic background and mm-hmm. I know just how busy you are. And I'm like, man, I mean to see Todd like hmm. I have a knee replacement, a knee thing, I know it must have been bad because, yeah, you, you can get through a lot of pain. But let's put, put yourself or put ourselves in, in like the average person maybe who doesn't have a strength and conditioning background. For somebody in their mid-40s who maybe had a knee replacement, how tough would it be to come back? Because you know, how much pain were you in? You showed me – for listeners, Todd showed me a little bit of a video of his surgery. And he, I was like on the floor riding. <laughs> I couldn't even just watch just a minute or two of like his surgery. But how much – I mean how, how overwhelming do you think that is for the average person whereas you're kind of used to working through physical discomfort? That's no, nothing big for you. But how big, how challenging is it, do you think, for the average person to have to, A, go through a surgery, and then, B, come back, just
0: to get back to their, their regular life? Yeah, there's no doubt. It, it, it is hard. There's there's no there's no second guess. It is hard to go through that. Man, I had my own doubts about, you know, did I want to do that? And, and um, it's challenging. But here's what you have to do. I think sometimes the ego gets in the way of um, realizing that, There can be a brighter tomorrow, a brighter future. Many people don't want to do surgery. And by the way, I'm not for surgery. I'm I'm like, do everything you can but surgery unless you have to. Do all the corrective exercise. Get all the foam Get all the soft tissue body work. um, Do do everything you possibly can to avoid surgery. And I did that. But it got to a point where I was bone on bone, massive arthritis. I had bone spurs all over my knee. Like There was no way I could like – it didn't matter how much – (laughs) <laughs> Stretching I did Yoga I did Meditation I did Body work I did I tried everything You name it I tried it And I was like I needed it I shifted my mindset To the fact that I was going to put My my health and my body in, a, in the best medical care That I could possibly do I was going to find The best doctor And I was going to Attack this rehab I put my mind In a place of After I went through this How was I going to feel See yeah I could probably Have sucked it up longer but is life meant to be just sucked up and always be in pain and walk around on crutches or hobbling and think, how long? Oh, I have to be 55 to get, you know, this. I have to be 50 to get this. You know, I was 47 years old getting a partial knee replacement. And um, I'm like, man, you know what? I had to own it and say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use this for the next 15, 20 years of my life. I'm going to feel great. and I'm going to thrive and get back to where, where my health and physicality is not interrupted because of the knee of what I can't do. But, hey, if I attack the rehab, maybe in three months, um, if I do everything I'm supposed to and then some, I'm going to get back to where I can feel better than I have in over a decade. And sure enough, that's where I'm at now. Well, that's always the amazing thing about you, Todd, is your mindset. How, what, what in
1: your life, I mean, what in your life flipped the switch that where you look, where a lot of people out there might see, I'm going to be in pain for a period of time. And they kind of like just get into this, their mindset is, well, I'm going to be in pain. And they just, they kind of let it rule their life. Whereas you have this mindset about, you're not going to think about where you are now. You're going to think about where you want to be. What point did you, I mean, how did you develop this mindset? And, and was there anything you did specifically that helped you flip this switch?
0: Mm. Um, I I didn't even share this with you, and I haven't shared it with the world, but I'm actually working on a book right now called Get Your Mind Right (laughs) because I get asked that question all the time. And, um, you know, how do you get your mind right? Uh, It's an everyday thing. It's an everyday thing. I I, I go back all the way to the time, you know, even as a young kid when I was five years old, my parents got divorced. I'm the youngest of eight kids. I was the lunch ticket kid who was embarrassed um, because, you know, we were the— the poor family. Um, and growing up, I, we went through adversity and, you know, were there people that had it worse than me? Absolutely. But I think it also developed a tenacity and a grit in me at a young age to know that in order for, to succeed, I was going to have to overcome some stuff that I know that, um, you know, that, that I can do that. And I developed even a faith at a young age. And as I, as I went through some adversity growing up when I was 20 years old, my, my uh, best friend, my mentor, my coach, my father passed away of a heart attack. Um, that was a really tough time in my life that when you say get your mind right, like it's not just a vernacular. But for me, I had to like go deep on my own faith and that actually strengthened my faith. And having a serious back injury when I was 25, going through that, like, like there are times when my mind hasn't been right. Matter of fact, you're like, you wake up positive and energetic all the time? No, I don't. That's why I have a very specific ritual and hat and routine in the morning that I follow that helps me get my mind right, so that before I see the world, man, I, I got to make sure I'm dialed in, so that before I can get out, put out, I got to go in. So before I go, you know, project outward with the world, I gotta I gotta nourish up the inside and make sure that I'm I'm right myself, my my body, my mind, my heart, my soul. Um, so that's what I do now, and, and that's why I'm writing all this. Is like I've realized over the last 20 years of my fitness career that I've developed some specific habits that I'm very, very disciplined in doing. I'm, I, I'd say if there's you know a couple of characteristics, I am disciplined um, about doing what I say I'm going to do, and I do my best to follow those on a, on a regular, regular daily routine.
1: Well, and let me ask you this. On those times that – because if you are a creature habit and you have these things that you do – and I'm sure that life gets in the way, you're on mm-hmm. the road. How out of sorts are you on the days, you know what I mean? It's like those days that you don't get to do your morning, whether you got an early yeah. flight or whether, how, I mean, what, how, what, what happens to you? Because I'll just because the way I look at it, those, those days where, where if, if I don't do, and I don't have a huge morning ritual you near know, as much as you do, but I find those mornings that where maybe I skip what I normally do in right. the morning, I end up hitting an extra red light. I have to wait in line in Starbucks behind the person who's never ordered a freaking <laughs> yeah. coffee. Yeah, you know, I just noticed that the days I don't do what I normally do tend to go a little bit rockier.
0: Have you noticed that as well? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yes, I do. Matter of fact, you know, a while back I realized like Sundays were the days where I was out of source, and even though that was the day I went to church, and all, I was it was a different routine, and and that and I was realizing I wasn't getting in any physical activity in the morning, and I wouldn't get my early morning you know, quiet time and prayer time in because I was going to do that at church later on. Mm. Um, so I now have shifted in even Sundays. I do my routine um, so that I actually am dialed in and I do work out on Sundays and I do get my morning time on Sundays before church so that I can like, you know, just use that as double the fuel on Sundays because Sundays used to really rock me in a different way. I was like, okay, this is the quote lazy day and everyone accepts Sunday as lazy day. Yeah. Like, Nothing wrong with taking time off on Sundays and getting downtime, but to me, that, like the first 90 minutes of a day are absolutely imperative. Like I always say this is, like the day is going to dominate you or you dominate the day, and how you start the day is, is whether it's going to be dictated on a, on a win or a loss. So those first 90 minutes, you got to come out firing.
1: And that's and for listeners, and I don't know if you still have it on your instrument machine. It's been a while since I've left a message for you, but at one point in time, you, you had on your message, how you do anything is how you do everything. Yo, know, I just thought, you know, just leaving a voicemail for you was definitely was very motivational. And so when you look at this, what for you is there one thing in terms of mindset? Is there one thing that that kind of gets you in the right
0: mindset? If there's one thing, I mean, I- Working out, training. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I mean, I, I know it sounds so redundant, but the bottom line is this if I'm in a bad mood, and yes, I do get in bad mood, I'll, I'll get frustrated at something. Or again, I have 42 employees. There's times when I get frustrated at something, right? It happens, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's called life um, on that, uh, or whatever it may be. Working out will get your mind right quicker than anything else. Then after that, then I'll often like, okay, I'll I'll be in a better mood, I feel better, and then I can deal with the solution to the problem, whatever it may be. So if there's one thing, if you're stuck, you're stalled, you're challenged, you're frustrated, you're angry, um, you're holding resentment, whatever it may be then work out and, and maybe we're talking to trainers today maybe we're just talking to fitness enthusiasts whoever's listening in today the bottom line is, this is a reminder as even coaches sometimes people think for coaches and trainers oh you work in a gym it's easy to work out no it's not sometimes you get distracted and people want to talk to you in the gym you can't have your own time even me here at Fitness Quest 10 Like I get in a couple workouts a week here but I also work out at the house where I can just put my earphones on and have my own time and be selfish for 30 to 60 minutes and, and, and fill up my sanctuary um, on that stuff so just a reminder if anyone is, is feeling frustrated, stuck, stalled, is make sure you're dialed into your own routine. And that, that that's your training because when you're dialing your training, then your nutrition is more likely um, to be dialed in. If your training nutrition is dialed in, then your heart starts soaring. And you get out and you start to work on your life and your business. You start to, like, dream again. You get your energy flowing. And that when your energy is flowing, then you're like, man, I feel good. I want to go change the world. So to me, it's, again, getting back to the fundamentals, the basics of training hard, eating right, living inspired. When we live inspired, uh, then that energy is flowing, and you're feeling like a million bucks. And so that's why you developed your series because you have a series of workshops you're doing, right? Ignite,
1: and that, is that why you developed it? Have people ask you these questions, Todd? Where it's like, how do you do this, or how do you get your mindset? And so if people take a workshop or take your mentorship, what can they expect? Because because th- that's the one thing that it's like you know people want to see because you're successful. And so if if I do your mentorship, if I come through your mentorship. How do I learn, you know, what, what do I learn that, that will kind of put
0: me on the same path? Well, I, as far as learning, what I want to do in those mentorships is ignite your spirit, your energy, and your dream. What's the dream inside of you? How can I pull that out? That's what fires me up in like, you know, preparation and when I'm preparing for those different mentorships, it's like I know there's someone in there that has a dream that they want to change the world. And maybe they're a trainer at a studio or at a gym or at a club now. What can I do to tap into their spirit, into their gifts to make sure that they can manifest that dream? And make sure that they can have even more impact in their community or their area or their state, their country, whatever their vision is. So one of my gifts is being able to tap into that dream of somebody and then and then work on strategy and action steps so that we can try to execute that. Because I believe it starts with the vision and getting that dream flowing again. because some people get stuck, stalled, they get burnt out, they get stale. And they're like just in the mundane, in the routine of like going through the day. Well, that's no way to live. So... Um, whether it be a one-day mentorship or my my three-and-a-half-day mentorship, which I only do once a year, for me, it's like I want to tap into your dream and make sure that your dream goes on paper because what gets written gets done. What you know, Writing creates clarity. Clarity precedes genius. Write it down, and let's create action steps on how do you execute that because between you, Pete, myself, and all of our network in the fitness community or outside the fitness community, we know people who can help you manifest that dream because the network is really important important on how do you accelerate your dream? You know, the 10,000 hour rule, or the 10 year rule. Well, nowadays with, with network and social media and being able to connect with people, you can accelerate that. And it doesn't always take you 10 years to accomplish something. You can get things done expedited a lot quicker these days with a really strong dream, a real strong vision. Next thing you know, you're working in the, quote, odd hours of the day in the week to make sure you can get that expedited. Next thing you know, you're getting momentum in your life and getting closer to what your true Life's purpose really is, and then how rewarding is that for you,
1: Todd? I mean, it must be. I mean, you work with high-profile athletes that, that you know you get to watch them on TV playing their sports. But when you see when you see people come to you, whether fitness professionals or your members here in the gym, when somebody that you've worked with hits one of their goals, and I'm talking about the average person or a trainer that's maybe taking a mentorship, what's that mean to you?
0: <sighs> that's that's what moves me. Um, as we record this, I've had three of my mastermind members this month create books. Now, books are legacy. To me, that fires me up. Like, they sent me their books. You know, here's here's a couple of them right here. Be Great Today, The Dear Her Project, Shrink Your Body, Grow Your Mind, just came out today as I record this. Um, the Heart of Recovery. Those are four books in the last two months. To me, like, when I see someone I'm working with, whether it be a member, a client, another fit pro, do something that they said, it was a thought at one spot it was some retreat it was some mentorship it was a discussion a conversation it was a thought and that thought become a seed and that seed was harvested and it was it was fertilized and it was grown and next thing you know that it became an actual project and that project became this all of a sudden it became an actual program or a product or an actual physical thing that is actually changing lives to me that's what fuels me because you know yeah you said hey you're a success to me I don't know I, I, I'm uncomfortable with success. I want to I chase significance. Like, am mm. I making a difference? At the end of the day, when I'm being judged, were you significant enough? Because I know I'm going to the grave someday with nothing, right? Like, I want to die empty. Um, I, was I significant enough? Did I impact 10 million people? That's what that, I, my tombstone says, inspiring millions of people to greatness. Father, husband, leader, coach, life transformer—that's what fires me up. Am I helping enough fit pros, fitness enthusiasts, weekend warriors, uh, high performers achieve the things that they want to do to achieve the legacy they want? To me, that's what fills me up. That's my purpose on life, uh, in life. So, uh, yeah.
1: So you talked about making a couple of shifts. So, what are you doing? I mean, as you as we're looking ahead, you talk, you, you have mindset. Yeah, you know, I'm only going to refer to it since you dropped it. I'm not. I wouldn't have. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you mentioned it. So you're looking at doing another book. You have two books out already. You know what else are you going to be doing? You know, the next uh, going forward. You know, how are you shifting in order to carry this message out there and get other have ways to get in front of other people and help lift them
0: up. Um, I'm trying to do more of what I do really, really well. Um, people often ask, "What's next? What's next?" I'm a believer in staying focused on what you're doing and be really great at that and opportunities will present themselves to, to you. Yes, I have another book coming up. Yes, I'm, I'm launching a podcast in 2019. Um, you know, yes, I'm coaching my mastermind group and I love that and leading the mentorships and the mastermind retreats and those types of things. Um, I don't, I'm not seeking and searching what else can I do. It's more of how can I continue to make a difference in the people I'm already working with. And what I find is when you stay focused on who's in front of you, then the opportunities will abound. But you have to make sure that those opportunities also fit the strategy. Otherwise, you get diluted and you get all of a sudden you get, you know, you get too thin on everything. So um, I'm just constantly asking myself am I serving my divine purpose? At, at the right level, and if the answer is yes, then I'm on staying on the right track. If I'm not, I need to get back on course. And for me, my knee surgery was um, was just a, a basically a three month sabbatical for me to to make sure I was spiritually, personally, and professionally um, on the right path. And I I did make some shifts personally and professionally that I had to do to make sure that I was really dialed in on my faith and really dialed in with um, you know with with what I was doing with my my mastermind group that I was coaching and. And made some changes here at Fitness Quest 10 organizationally that needed to be made in order to take us to the next level. And these changes are scary. It's getting back to day one. Like, it was scary then. It was scary changing changing my general manager and shifting her to a different role and elevating two other people and um, bringing on a new director of my mastermind group. And, like, change is scary. It doesn't matter if you're a green trainer uh, or you've been in this industry for 20-plus years. When you, when you are constantly evolving and you're a person of growth mindset and you're looking of how do I get better um, and you're seeking that like I'm seeking that all the time, every day, like what can I do to be better today, when all of a sudden you get something, you get an opportunity that you know fits the strategy, that's typically when fear Looks at you smack in the face, and that's why I'm like, you're gonna run to it, and you gotta attack it. Because if you run from it, it'll eat you up, and it'll it create anxiety and stress. But if you attack it, you realize it's not as scary and as big as it once seemed. So that's what I do now, um, and what I did, you know, after the knee surgery, and and now as I'm I'm um, always seeking to, to level up and and get to another level. Um, well, Those now that you—the
1: question I want to have about the, the before, as bright as we get ready to wrap up here, yeah—the you know, question about the knee surgery: Are you able to do anything now on your new knee that you weren't able to do for the last few years? And and how how does that make you? And how powerful is that? Like, are you able to do like play with your kids again without like you know falling on the ground, it's in a pain? And how? <laughs> how but because think about that. Because for so long you had this thing that like you couldn't do what you wanted to do. Right. And then you went through this thing, and yeah, you yeah. had to go through a dark journey yeah. to, to get where right. you are today. But now that you have a new knee, right? Like, how powerful is that?
0: <laughs> In 2017, I was on that show NBC Strong. It's now on Netflix. On that show, I could not run. <laughs> I couldn't run. I could not run. And uh, I don't know how some things I did. I did because it was pure, like just mindset stuff that I was just like overcoming that. And for the last three years, I mean, I couldn't run. I couldn't go for a jog. It was that much pain. Now. I couldn't run. I actually this morning took my dog out for a jog. And he's the one who prospered more than anything because now he's getting walks and runs and and, and all that on a regular basis. So Jersey is happy as heck. And let me tell you, for three years that dog was, he was ticked at me. (laughs) He was mad. He was like, dude, you need to get your knee right. So he was fired up uh, on that stuff. And honestly, I, I I love conditioning with my high school athletes. Like yeah. And for three years, I couldn't do that okay. when I was with Pop Warner. Now, now with, with that, I, I couldn't run. Like, ah, right, you got sprints. Now I love to get in there and, and and compete with these kids and show them that that you know, hey, you know. Coach Durkin can go out there and still sling a football, yeah. and he can do the, the wind sprints. It's not just making them run ten forties. I'm going to get down my, my, my you know on the on the line and run it with him and try to smoke them. Now I can't always beat these kids yeah, yeah, that are running yeah, yeah. that run four six and four seven forties, but they love it when Coach gets in there oh, yeah. and and pushes the sleds and and that stuff. Um, and I love that. Those are the things I'm doing now, um, and I I feel like I have new life again. I really feel like I have new life. Uh, and so much of that is from the physical aspect of getting over the head trash of, nah, I'm not old enough. I don't need, I don't, I'm going to wait till I'm a certain age to get mm. that. Well, what, what am I waiting for? What are you waiting for? Like, man, I feel so good now. And if I can have this feeling for another 10, 15 years, I might need another one. I'm okay with that. Like, I'll go through six weeks of pain again to make sure I can have years and years of freedom on that. And that's, that's a lesson as a coach. This experience has made me a better coach hmm. i mean i number one i have athletes that are quote aging now when i say aging like you know some of them are in their late 30s and drew is you know 40 years old now that's not old uh, in in regular sense, but when you're playing in the NFL, it's old, oh, yeah. and you know you got to take care of your body. But also, a lot of my clients who are in their 60s, 70s, and even 80s have had hip replacements or knee replacements. I ha- I have been a much better coach since going through this, understanding number one pain. Like when I had my back pain, it may be a better coach for people in back pain. Now having you know have been through this experience of understanding, hey, listen, you don't have to live in pain. You don't have to deny yourself the fact of why are you limping around. Like that, I actually just talked one of my other clients into getting a knee replacement because she's hobbling around here, and it, it hurts me to see mm-hmm. her hurt so much. Yeah, I'm wow. Like, get it done. Oh but the rehab's going to stink. Yup, guess what? It is going to stink. Suck it up, Buttercup. For three, you know, three hard weeks, and another three weeks, and after six weeks, I'm telling you, you're going to be thanking me. You're going to be hugging me, high fiving me, and um, to me, it's made me a better coach. It's made me a better trainer. It's made me just, uh, uh, just someone that people can look to me and say, you know what? You know, TD's been through this. Uh, I can get through this too. That's that's powerful, man.
1: Because for you, it's your dog. For her, it might be her grandkids. <laughs> right? But you know, but think about how powerful that would be. That you give her the ability to play with her grandkids back. Right. Now, last question here, Todd. Mm-hmm. What's in your? What's on your 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 player when you're listening to your headset or you're listening to your earphones when you're working out? What gets you cranking? When you're when you're charging your batteries in your workout time. Is it music? Do you listen to like, I, I've been listening to podcasts and, and comedians and stuff, but what gets you, what's your kind of like go to playlist when you're working out?
0: Mm-hmm. So when I'm actually working out, um, I'd say out of the six days a week I'm working out, three to four of those days, I'm listening to a podcast for about 30 minutes in the beginning. And then after that podcast, after I'm kind of like, you know, I'm good with the podcast. Then it's music time. So I like the mix of a podcast and then music, and the music could be anything. You know, my my latest one is Baba O'Reilly from the Who. I am just like on repeat, Baba O'Reilly. Yeah. I go in these phases, right? Like NF, motivated, and of course, you know, every every uh, music list I have has a little bit of rock in there and old school stuff, and you know, sometimes even some Metallica or ACDC uh, on that. So it's a real mix of new school and old school. Um, uh, type music, but I like a podcast while I'm doing some facet cardio early in the morning, and then I'll put some music on and, and uh, swing some kettlebells, get some weights clanking, get some metal metal moving.
1: I think for guys our age, man, it, it kind of comes back to the Guns N Roses and Roses, yeah, because Appetite for Destruction came out when I got my driver's license. Yeah, that also, <laughs> that also was the first year I got like a free weight bench in my basement. Right, 16 years old, late 80s. Right. You know? I think so. That's always like the playlist always has
0: at least some homage to that to that era. I, I have a good mix because I have the old school, but then having a sixteen and fourteen year old oh, sons, sure. yeah, yeah. they, I'm not sure we call it music, but yeah. I, I I do actually like some of their their their. Uh, Hip hop beats. I don't always <laughs> yeah. like the lyrics, but I actually have a pretty good mix. I think of of old school and new school type stuff, um, and, and it's good to be able to relate to some of my athletes too. Because you know, I don't, I don't know some of the, the hip hop, but I, I I do like some of it as well, and it keeps me uh, it keeps me young. Okay, I think it always keeps us young. <laughs> now,
1: how can people get more information about you, Todd? I mean, you have your Mastermind program. You're you're doing a lot of speaking this year. You obviously you got a lot of content coming out. What's the best way? If people want to get a little more TD, if they want to you know, kind of get fired up, be impacted by the stuff you're doing – What's the best way for people to kind of stay in touch and engage and engage with what
0: you're doing? Yeah, I think a couple ways. Number one, just go to ToddDurkin.com. Yeah, I mean, ToddDurkin.com has uh, all the stuff that I'm doing there. If you like social media, I love Instagram. Uh, Instagram, uh, just my name, Todd Durkin. I do a lot there. And if people want to get some of the motivational videos that I'm doing, uh, check out DoseofDurkin.com. DoseofDurkin.com. Uh, once a week, I put out these crazy motivational videos um, with my athletes or my clients or just uh, some sound bites on that. It's all free. Dosadurkin.com. Um, so that's where people I, I, can I find think me.
1: my landlord wants to talk to you. I kind of ran through my wall <laughs> After watching a little Dosadurkin, I got fired up. I love up. it. I instead, love it. Instead of taking my front door, I took the sidewalk. I love day. it. I so love, I love it. I think my landlord needs to have a word with you. Well, Todd, man, I appreciate your time today and I appreciate everything you're doing.
0: Thanks, Pete. Keep up the great work.
1: If you want to see Todd Durkin live and in action at Ideal World 2019, then take advantage of saving $30 on top of the early bird pricing. Early bird pricing is through May 17th. That is May 17th only, and you can use code PET That is code P-E-T-E-19, and save an additional $30 off before early bird pricing on May 17th. After May 17th is normal Ideal World pricing, but you can still save $30 using code PET 19 P-E-T-E-19. See It at Ideal World 2019. No, I mean that. Todd only has one speed, and that is 100% all out all the time. And again, I don't know Todd that well, uh, but I do drop into his place every now and then. It's a little bit on the other side of the world from me. For people that know San Diego, Todd's over in like Rancho Bernardo, Scripps, Poway, which is a little bit east of I-15. I live over by the coast in Encinitas. I do not live on the coast. <laughs> I live near the coast. But when I get over there, one of the things that strikes me when I go to Fitness Quest 10 is Todd is well-known. Todd works with a number of NFL guys, and that's all well and cool, and, that, and that, you know that's neat because you can see some of his clients play sports on the highest level. But what really impresses me, and I mean this, what really impresses me anytime I'm over at FQ10, at Fitness Quest 10, is the community and the culture that's there, and I am not I am not talking about guys that play sports for a living. I'm talking about older folks, older men, older women, young folks, teens, kids, college kids. Those are the people I see most of the time when I go to Fitness Quest 10, and they are having fun. Yeah, Todd's place is relatively small. It's very intimate, but he does a lot of great things there, and it's all about creating culture. It's all about creating community, and again, it comes back to creating mindset. I mean that. Todd is very passionate about helping people. You can't spend more than a couple minutes around him and get that and sense that and know that it's real. He's a very busy guy. I appreciate his time. I appreciate when he gives me opportunity to sit down with him. But when we set up, set up this interview, I told him, I want you to share your experience of what it's like to go through a knee replacement. Because I am sure... There are a ton of people out there. I'm sure that you've been through some pain or some difficulty. And you're like going, yeah, I know I should maybe have it done. But the expense, and it's going to be hurt. You know, it's going to be in pain. But I thought that was so powerful. He talked about that fear. But then he talked about being able to get back to his favorite activities. And he has kids in high school. He's coaching his kids now. He wants to be able to go out and run around with them. You know, as I record this as recording this, I'm actually nursing a little bit of injury. I'm gonna be talking about this over the next couple of months or the next few episodes, but I'm trying to relearn. I, I grew up BMX racing. I grew up racing a, a bike around track and jumping and stuff. I'm trying to relearn that skill in my mid-40s. I've been mountain biking for years and I slammed pretty hard on a skate park the other day. I was even coming close getting there, and I am not even gonna try those X-game things. But what I wanna be able to do is ride a bike around a skate park because I grew up in the 80s. Idolizing those guys, but I lived on the East Coast where there are no skate parks. Now I go to playgrounds all over San Diego and Southern California, and skate parks are everywhere. So I went out, got a BMX bike, and I'm trying to relearn that. The reason why I'm saying that though is because when you get to a certain age, when you get to your mid-40s, we're used you know, it's used to like being like, okay, you're in your mid-40s, you're old. Screw that. You know, the reason why Todd got his surgery is he wants to be active. The reason why I just slammed at a skate park is because I want to be active. Todd and I and other people like this, and you too, I'm sure you like this. As we get older, you have to realize, folks, Generation X, we are the people who have been active our whole lives. You know, for women in Generation X, you are you are the recipients of Title IX. You know, you got the Title Seven or Title IX. I think it's Title Seven. I don't live in college sports if I forget it. But women my age and, and who are now in their late 30s and 40s grew up playing sports. We all grew up being active. I grew up being very active. BMX, you know skateboarding, playing sports, all that. We are too young to start having knee replaces. We're too young to start having parts of our body replaced unless it's robotic. Now if you tell me I can get a robotic part, body part, I'm all in. But if you're telling me you're just gonna replace a joint, ah, eh, I'm a little concerned about that. So I wanted you to hear what it's like to go through that from somebody who's a very high level strength coach, Todd competed, Todd, a lot of people don't realize this, Todd played pretty high level, I think he was at 1AA uh, college football, and he was playing the World League of American Football in the 90s. The World League of American Football is an offshoot of the NFL, so he has a high performance background. So if Todd hadn't been successful, Todd had a very bad injury that derailed his his, uh, potential career in in professional sports. If Todd hadn't been successful as a trainer, I know for a fact he would have been successful as a pro athlete. In fact, Todd would Todd be successful at anything. If Todd owned a food truck, it'd probably be the best food truck in the city. And I mean that because success is a mindset. And I'm gonna come back to this quote and it is on Todd's answering machine or it was at one point, how you do anything is how you do everything. You know, I haven't gone through Todd's mastermind program. I'm around him a little bit, but I see his example. I follow his lead. I see what he does. The guy's a workhorse. He's a genuine person. He's always putting it out there. And you know what? I'm gonna stop talking about about him because he really has changed it. But I want to talk about what it means for you. What it means for you is you need to decide if you're going to do something, are you going to put your best effort into it? Are you going to go all in? Or are you going to sit around wondering what happened? You know, always, if no matter what you're going to do, how you do anything is how you do everything. Do it to the best of your ability. That's what I did when I wrote my book, Smarter Workouts The Science of Exercise Making Made Simple. That's the Science of Exercise Made Simple. I had to get that plug in there. I can't get one of these podcasts out out there without putting a plug in for my own book. Um, I'm going to have a couple links down below to Todd's books. Todd has some great stuff out there. The reason why I want to have him on is to get you fired up. Hanging out with Todd, you cannot help it. So I wanted you to hear how to get fired up. But most importantly, I want you to understand that that's a state of mind that you have a choice. You have a choice for how fired up you are. You have a choice for your mindset. You have a choice for what you're going to do day in, day out. And all I'm trying to do with the All About Fitness podcast is bring you people like Todd who can help you figure out how to make the best choices for your life. If you want to do that, keep listening to All About Fitness. Connect with Todd on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. I'm Pete McCall underscore fitness. That's Pete McCall underscore fitness. Buy a copy of my book, Smarter Workouts, The Science of Exercise Made Simple, and you will learn what you need to know to use exercise to enhance your quality of life. Thanks for stopping by, and I look forward to having you join me for future episodes all about fitness.